Today, an introduction. LaShawn Daniels and myself, Trent Condon, talk Hawkeyes, get to know each other. We talk quarterbacks, expectations, and a whole lot more. Welcome in. It's a new edition of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast with you late in the week as we get ready for the start of football season. Big 12 football media days concluded earlier this week. Next week, SEC football media days get started on Monday. And right around the corner, it'll be the Big Ten media days that'll be happening in Indianapolis. I'm Trent Condon, joined by LaShawn Daniels, who joins us. Hey, thanks for making Locked on Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Well, I'll tell you, our first opportunity to talk a little bit. We're co-hosting. Excited to have you aboard for another football season as we get ready for the 2022 Hawkeyes. How you doing today? Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Anytime you know, I get to hop on a podcast and talk about you know a little football, talk about my Hawks. It's always a always a good time. Well, for maybe some new people that are joining us as we get restarted here with the podcast, a lot of subscribers that have continued on, and thank you to that, and giving us a chance to uh, get your ear each and every day here as we'll get locked on starting in August on a daily basis. I'll tell you, remembering your career, I grew up a Hawkeye fan. I grew up in the state. I lived up in North Iowa, went to Osage High School, went to school at the University of Iowa, and I've lived in the state now for 42 years. It's my home, but... Different for you, and certainly different as it pertains to being a Hawkeye, being on that field, and what it means. So take us in a little bit as we and I get to learn a little bit more about you. First, what led you to Iowa City and the decision to become a Hawkeye? Yeah, for sure. So um, for starters, for everyone that doesn't know me, hello, I'm LaShawn. I was a running back at Iowa from 2013 through 2016 football season. Um, I'm originally from Warren, Ohio. Uh, football's really kind of been in my blood uh, from, you know, multiple members of my family. And then, of course, myself and uh, my younger brother, James. And, you know, really what kind of led me to come to Iowa was, well, growing up, I know I, I always knew I wanted to play college football. Um, at first, it was I always ended up being, yeah, I wanted to go to Ohio State and play there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, growing up in Ohio, we have parents that both went to Ohio State and your dad played Ohio State. It was kind of like the thing, right? Um, but, you know, I feel like once you get into high school and you start getting recruited and things like that, uh, all that stuff ends up ends up changing, right? There, You never know, you know, what teams are going to uh, want to have you and things like that. And um, my recruiting process was, pretty basic uh it wasn't too too complicated you know i was committed to boston college for a while um you know had a really good senior year and you know uh coach brian parents had came down to to talk to me and, and the coaches and then you know next thing you know um coach uh her parents offered offered me and you know i took a visit to, to iowa and really like pretty much the rest was history i mean i knew i wanted to play play college football and especially want to play in the big 10 obviously you know watching it um growing up and, you know, I really just kind of fell in love with the, with the city and the environment. And, you know, I noticed that when I did commit, they were coming off of, off of you know, a tough, tough football season. But you know, I figured, you know, why not be, be part of a class to, to help get um, things back on track. So that's really how I ended up, you know, out at Iowa. And, you know, obviously it's probably, you know, the best decision I ever made. It well, certainly worked before, out well. Besides being married. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully your wife's <laughs> not listening to that. That'd be a problem there. <laughs> Don't want to get in trouble already here in our first episode together. 
LaShawn, a great yeah. career. You conclude it in 2016, run for over 1,000 yards, have 10 touchdowns. Your junior season, the immaculate, undefeated 2015 year, a great career. And then you had a chance and an opportunity, a couple of different places. You weren't drafted in the NFL, but went through the process and were with the Patriots for a while, the Chargers, the Redskins, and the Packers. Take us through that a little bit and just the grind, being an undrafted guy, just trying to get those opportunities, give yourself a chance, and and then after that, what you've been up to since? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a grind uh, for sure. Uh, it's very similar to you know obviously coming in as a as a freshman, and you know you're really just you're trying to make a name for yourself, right? Except this time, um, now it's like it's really like your livelihood, right? It's, it's your job, um, and you know definitely a lot of the things that you know I've learned from you know, playing at Iowa uh, and making sure I was paying attention to the details and putting in the work, right? Even when, you know, people aren't watching you um, just so, you know, when those opportunities come and you're, you're ready for them. Uh, so coming in as an undrafted guy in NFL, not for the fatal part, that's for sure. Um, you know, being released and then being signed and going through those, those roller coasters and, and being in on games on Sundays, going through all the, that roller coaster is definitely not an easy task, but it was something I mean, you know, I dreamt of, dreamt of doing. So, um, I just see it would have loved, you know, for my whole career to be too much longer, but, um, you know, that really was, that wasn't in the cards for me, right? But, uh, definitely that work ethic and the grind that she, that I've learned when I was at Iowa definitely carried on. Um, to help me stick around just a little bit uh, in the NFL for for a little bit longer, even if it was for an extra day or an extra week, right? Um, so that's that's really what I have to say about that experience. And I've met a lot of you know people who I grew up watching, which is even crazier to think about um, when you know you have teammates now that have been playing football for um, you know almost as long as you've been born. Right? That's something mm-hmm. that's for EA. See, I didn't realize this as, as we're getting to know each other here today on our first edition of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast together. LaShawn, that is awesome because I know I am not alone. I am already clamoring. I don't want to hit fast forward in anything. I'm in my 40s now. I got to slow things down a little bit, but if I could hit a fast forward and get to July of next year and get the NCAA football game in my back pocket, I'd be pumped up about that. It's been a long, long time, obviously, since that came out. What NCAA 14, I think, was the last edition. It's been a long grind here. So, oh, I'm going to have a ton of questions on this. In fact, we might have to do a podcast just dedicated to that here uh, this summer before we get to football season because I got a ton of questions for you. I love the game. Are, is that what we're still shooting for? Before I get too excited, July of 2023, is that realistic? I'm going to be able to go and buy that thing or, or maybe get a free copy from you. <laughs> I can't spill any beans. No beans. Okay. No nothing. All right. You just have to, you just have to wait and see. Um, but we're definitely, we're, we're, the entire team and everyone, um, you know, we're excited to, to get that get that rolling. And, um, 
uh, you know, have a fan to obviously get back to, to playing close football games. But, I mean, I know I love them uh, growing up. So, um, you know, to get that get that back out is going to be going to be pretty awesome. And also coaching high school football. I absolutely love that. I'm heavily involved in high school sports here in central Iowa and across the state of Iowa as I broadcast a ton of games every year, upwards of sometimes over 100 games a season, baseball, wrestling, basketball, football. I've done a lot of them. I've done soccer. I've been all over the place, volleyball, doing it all. And I'll tell you, LaShawn, opportunity to still be around the game in that level, still for me, be able to watch these games and some of the great athletes that we see uh, come through here. And the coaching side, I was a teacher before I went full-time into radio, so certainly understand that. How's it been making that transition from a player into being a coach now? Uh, um, it's interesting. You definitely like start to understand why coaches will get upset, like real upset sometimes. Because uh-huh. um, it's, like, it's like you go over things like so many times, um, uh, you rep it out, rep it out, and uh, you know when, like when your players don't get it right, it's, it's frustrating. But that also, you know, ends up coming back on you as a coach. You're like, okay, well, now it's not just me being told like to do as a player. Now I actually have to strategize, think of a way uh, to effectively communicate this to the players so they can get a better understanding, so that they can actually go out there and execute these different things um, in practice and on game days, right? So. Um, not only that they have success as a player, but we can also have success as a team. So it's definitely a, a different lens being on, um, for sure. Uh, but, I, but I love it. I love it. Um, and, you know, like you said earlier, uh, you know, being having a chance to be around the game still, I think is, is, is good, is awesome for me. Because, I mean, that was something, like when I wasn't playing, um, that, was really some, that was something that, like, that I missed kind of like being around, you know, a group of guys uh, really, you know, working hard to, to, you know, commit to one goal, um, where that's, you know, win games on Fridays, you know, make it to the playoffs, all those different things. Um, so to be part of that again, it's, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. LaShawn well, Daniels, Trent Condon here. As it's the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast, we're going to talk a little bit more about our expectations for the upcoming season. And LaShawn, he is a great presence here. Obviously a former Hawkeye player. He went through some quarterback controversy himself when he's on the playing field. We'll talk about that coming up. Spencer Petras, Alex Padilla, maybe a young gun. We'll do that when we continue on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. We got the British going on. Final weekend of Major League Baseball before the All-Star break, home run derby, everything going on. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Live betting, esports, scores, they have it all. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for those scores, podcasts, even news as it happens throughout the season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. LaShawn, we were talking a little bit about expectations. Now, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. For me, it's only the second time that I've been on the podcast. So (laughs) I laid it out in the first episode this week, kind of where I am expectation-wise with this Iowa football team. Obviously, if you don't love the defense, I don't know what's wrong with you. Phil Parker, what he does on that side of the football 
feels like they have a chance, even with some of the defections from a year ago, they could be even better. And they were at elite level a season ago. They're going to be good there. Offensive line. You lose Linderbaum, but those young guys, a chance to step forward. The running game. The Williams, what we saw out of those guys last year in the bowl game. You're excited about that. Two really good receivers. Laporta tight end. But, well, it is the most important position, not just in football, but in sports. It's the quarterback spot. We saw a lot of struggles a year ago from Spencer Petras. We saw it in his first year as a starter during the abbreviated 2020 season at times where he had those struggles. And I'm at the point now where I got to see it. You know, put me in Missouri. It's a show me state down there. I'm at the spot now until I see it. Not at the Peyton Manning passing camp where he's unchucking a 70-yard touchdown down the field in shorts and a t-shirt. Doing it on the field with defenders coming at him, I have to see it. Let's start right there. When you hear somebody like me, a media member, a guy that probably doesn't know know, a whole lot in comparison to what you do on the football field, when you hear that, where your mind goes with Iowa's quarterback spot this year? No, I mean... Everything that you said is, is valid, right? I mean, it's all valid criticism. I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, we've seen uh, Spencer two years now um, as, a, as a guy, and he's obviously had his fair share of struggles, right? Um, there's no, there's no secret to it, right? Everyone, everyone knows, everyone sees it, um, and obviously, we we've heard, you know, rumblings of obviously improving and things like that, but all that stuff, it it really doesn't matter, like how much, you know, you improve, right. And, uh, shirts and shorts, right. Throwing the ball, right. If your mechanics are great, right. It really doesn't matter if it doesn't translate onto, you know, football field on on Saturday. So everything that you said is this valid criticism. And obviously everyone knows that the quarterback position for the Hawks last year was, I mean, Really, really a mess, right? I mean, yeah. really got towards the end of the season. You really had there was really no direction, kind of like what we were feeling, right? It was like, hey, well, is Spencer hurt or is he not? Right now, we got Alex in here. Um, you know, he's made some fast flash plays, but he's missing a lot of guys, right? Um, making mistakes, right, and things like that. So, figuring out like how that gets settled is going to be very important. And I felt like, um, granted, I wasn't as you know up to date with them on the spring as you know maybe i should have been but what it seemed like is it almost seemed like there wasn't you know that that jump kind of that we were really hoping to get out of uh that quarterback position you know throughout the spring right there was really really came of no you know definite answer of like what's it going to look like uh during the season and and now i see that that battle is going to continue um you know through fall camp and in a few weeks here. So it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, topic and it's going to be a topic of discussion really for the rest of the year. Um, but, you know, we know that those guys are working hard and all that jazz, but we know that if Iowa wants to take that jump, right. And to be able to win these big 10 title games, right. And to be competitive against, uh, you know, the, the blue bloods, I guess, of college football, right. That quarterback position is going to have to be fantastic or all that stuff uh, is going to end up falling back on the defense like it did last year. And, um, you know, as great as the defense was, right, there are times where, uh, you know, as offense, you got to step up and that's going to be led by the quarterback position. You know, we talk so much about the quarterback spot, but a part of it obviously is what's happening developmentally wise. And now, Brian Ferentz becomes 
not just what he was as the offensive coordinator. Now he's also the quarterback's coach. Now he doesn't have a background. I don't think Brian's a guy that's going to be sitting there and working on mechanics and things like that. He'll reach out. They have people, Butter coming in from Wisconsin, a former Badger quarterback. That's, I think, a good move and a guy that can work on more of that mechanical kind of thing. But having the quarterback coach also be the offensive coordinator, something that happened early in the Kirk Ferentz tenure when Ken O'Keefe was both of those jobs before he went on to the NFL before coming back. Do you think that's important? Is that something that can end and help out a little bit here? Brian being with those quarterbacks even more now as an offensive coordinator, coupled with what he's obviously doing, calling the plays and making what they do go offensively. Uh, I would agree. So, I mean, I feel like it definitely, it makes more sense. Um, you know, just from a coaching perspective, uh, for your offensive coordinator to also really be your quarterback's coach, right? Because, um, you know, offense is going to be running through the quarterback, right? So it's going to make, it makes sense to, you know, have those guys really pretty much around each other all the time. And I know that, you know, as an offensive coordinator, even if you are coaching other position groups, you're still going to be with the quarterbacks um, pretty often. But if you are coaching other position groups, you do have to kind of shift your focus a little bit um, you know, to make sure that your other groups don't fall off, right? So making, I believe, I think making that move um, to putting Brooding Bryan as a quarterback's coach since he is going to be the offensive coordinator does make make the most sense uh, from a coaching uh, perspective. So hopefully that does help uh, really the quarterbacks a lot, out a lot by helping them play faster, right, so they can help see things um, much better. Because I know um, – at some point in time in the podcast last season, I don't I don't remember. It might have been after the Big Ten title game. Um, I kind of talked about the offense a little bit, how it can be difficult for for quarterbacks to um, you know learn and adjust with the about Iowa offense because again, it is a pro style type offense. So um, there's a lot of different reads and checks and things that that go on um, you know pre snap. So. It, when you have the quarterbacks being able to be with their quarterback coach kind of more often um, to kind of go through these things so that they can play faster is going to allow them to um, at least be able to make decisions quicker um, so that they can obviously take care of the football and put the offense in a better position to uh, put points on the board. 50 days until we get to the opener against South Dakota State. And LaShawn, I think we're going to talk a lot more about this quarterback spot going forward. It's going to be a conversation that dominates the conversation here when they're at media days, August camp, and leading up to that opener against the Jackrabbits on September 3rd. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. Rolling through here on a Friday, the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Glad to have you aboard with us. I'm Trent Condon. LaShawn Daniels, my co-host here, as we talk Iowa football with you. We're going to get into expectations, but I mentioned Iowa football. You're a Hawkeye alum. Love your Hawkeyes and, of course, the team that you played for, LaShawn. But what else? Are you a big basketball guy? You like the baseball team? You like to watch those wrestlers out there on the mat? Besides football, what else? Gets you going when we're talking about Hawkeyes. Uh, you know, I, I watched the, the Iowa basketball team uh, quite a bit. Um, I definitely followed them a bunch uh, this past season. Um, they obviously had a really good year. Didn't 
finish the way that they would have liked. Um, but I would say I probably watch basketball. Um, if there's no sport, that's probably when I watch the most uh, outside of football. Even though I don't, I don't watch it like that often. But if I see that, that game is on, I definitely tune in and I try to follow the players that um, happen to go on to, to the next level. So um, it's been a blast watching uh, Keegan in the, in the summer league. He's been mm-hmm. uh, absolutely just tearing it up. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoy watching the Iowa basketball team a little bit. And then, but pretty much any time I see. Um, you know, Hawkeyes on my on my feed or anything like that. I always try to try to support, um, you know, liking posts or retweeting posts, things like that. So, so you're a big guy running back. Your brother a bigger guy. Your little brother James. <laughs> no wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ohio's got wrestling. They got good wrestling out there. Never wanted to get out there on the mat. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, my high school didn't actually have wrestling. Really? Um, yeah, my high school didn't have wrestling. Uh, so like in that winter time, like we just ended up, we just did indoor track <laughs> until the outdoor track season. And like, that was it. Um, I know my brother, my brother watched wrestle in middle school though. Um, and then, you know, just didn't, didn't continue. Um, you know, when we got to high school, uh, we've been to a couple wrestling meets though. And those are uh-huh. a blast. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the energy and the energy in the building, like the insane. got plenty of time before we get to those winter sports seasons and a lot to talk about on the football field talked about expectations today where the expectations are as I've said with the quarterback spot it's as much as I love this team and I love the formation of what they have and and what they can do on the defensive side of the ball and LeVar Woods what he has done with those special teams and even losing Charlie Jones in the transfer to Purdue I still believe that LeVar is going to have them in a great spot on that side, but it comes down to quarterback. And because of that, and because it's so important, it's hard for me to have those expectations that this team is going to be 10 and two, that they're going to return to Indianapolis in the big 10 championship game. That's where I am. Where are you when you look at this team and kind of give that, you know, that thousand foot overview of what you look at for the season, where are you at LaShawn? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, even though I, I hate giving like, like a, having like that projection or mm-hmm. you know what the outlook is. Um, because again, it's, it's still so early, right? I mean, um, people haven't even been in, in shoulder pads yet. Right. So right. like it's, it's so, it's so early in the, um, you know, for the season, like it's hard to look at, but like when you look at Iowa as a whole, right, you look at the, um, you know, coach parents tenure here at Iowa, um, things that have been consistent, um, the entire time is defense and special teams, right. And then obviously the toughness of the team, right? Like those are the three areas that, you know, when you think of Iowa, like those are, like you're guaranteed, like those are what you know you're going to get, right? And then offensively, you're going to get, um, you know, solid offensive line play, right? Every now and again, you're right, you're going to have a superstar um, offensive lineman, right? Like you have, um, like last year with Tyler, right? So, but when you look at the times when Iowa has a good, like spectacular year, right? But it, 
typically ends up falling back on that quarterback position, right? What was the was the guy that was back there really really a game changer, right? I mean, it's pretty consistent, um, you know, throughout his tenure. So uh, it's it, it, like I feel like it's, it's like I'm going to be beating in this drum like pretty much like for the entire season. But I mean, it's, it's going to come back to the quarterback position. But I mean, that's something that that you kind of expect though, you know, when you sign up to play quarterback, right? I mean, yeah. like. Like you know, like people aren't just signing to be quarterback just because you know, really, like they were forced to do it. It was really like, like I want to be the guy. Like I want to be the guy that that leads the team. I want to have, like I want to carry the weight of of you know, program right to to move us forward, right? So, the quarterback position is is really going to be the difference maker, right? Because there's going to be times where you know, it's at the end of the game, right? You're, there's a gotta have a situation, right, where the you know, it's a third and medium, right? Quarterback's got to make a throw. Right, get a first down, either get us, you know, move us in the field goal range, keep a drive alive, right, or just make sure that the other team doesn't get the football, right, so we can win the football game, right. Um, those are just those are the situations that come up, and you know, no matter how good the rest of the team is, right, if the quarterback can't make those plays, um, it's going to be very very difficult for your football team to to win the championships. Um, to get to the level that you want to get to, right? I mean, that's part of the reason why we had to actually have a Wisconsin loss last year to make it into the Big Ten title team, right? We didn't have the West one, right? Like by ourselves, right? Like we couldn't, we couldn't do it by ourselves, right? We had to get some help, right? And if obviously the quarterback play was better last year, right, we wouldn't have had ourselves in that situation. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, obviously, really, really hoping for the best. Um, I'm still even hearing hearing good things about everyone, right? Um, but all that's going to really matter is, you know, is that going to translate in the practice field during fall camp, and is it going to be translated on the football field on Saturdays? That's what we're waiting for. We got plenty of time before that, as mentioned, 50 days before kickoff of the Iowa football season. Know what the Hawkeyes are up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and local experts on Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. LaShawn, this is a lot of fun. Really appreciate your time. And next week, hopefully we'll be able to uh, track you down again and be able to do it with the video component here of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. But thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. And go Hawks. Go Hawks. Awesome.